A record? Well, check it out. All it is is three or four guys in a studio just screwing around. We're not trying to write punk rock, not trying to write reggae, not trying to write CR, just trying to write a good song. And however it comes out, it's just pretty much spontaneous in the studio. Most of the stuff you're going to hear on our album is it's going to be something that happened on the spot in the studio. Thank God the tape was rolling. We did it every day. We have about 25 million hours. Damn. That was the voice of the one, the only, the creator of this whole thing called Reggae Ride Music. Bradley Noel in an interview back in probably the mid-90s talking about his music. And it's fitting that we play a clip of Bradley Noel because we talked to a man that plays in a band that benefits the Noel Foundation Burritos. We talk to Casey Sullivan about Seedless, a band that he was heavily involved in the growth of and was a big part of. And now he's doing some really cool things. So what you're getting into right now is an interview with Casey Sullivan. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Reggae, rock music, West Coast, East Coast, life, (laughs) everything. So stay tuned for this dope interview. After that, for the second half, Evan and I, we're going to talk about some new music that dropped last Friday. We're going to talk about some things that we see going on in the reggae rock scene, some things going on with Reggae 360, and then we're going to give you a little positive thought of the week. So stick around. But if you're here for the interview, you're in luck. Because here it is, your boy, Casey Sullivan. Enjoy. Whether you're in New York, downtown in San Antonio, when you're feeling all alone, or when you're on your way, on your way home, a prison cell, found yourself in a mental jail, when your boss tries to give you help. Yeah, there's always time to heal your mind Got a new job uptown in Chicago There's a place you can always go Cause there's an eye in your mind There's a place that I have found Where the love spread all around Is your boy JB with Reggae 360. This is our podcast for the vibes. Season two. Thank you very much. Episode number three. In Spanish, it's Trace. Okay. Episodio numero Trace. It's a big episode today. I'm excited. I feel good. The vibes are strong. They're radiating. Okay. Evan, what do you think? How are your vibes? manifesting today talk to me i my vibes are being manifested by (laughs) by my own thoughts just like they are every day jb so some days i feel good some days i feel bad but it's all coming from internal no external influence oh man that got deep well i'll tell you what man if your vibes are bad the only thing that can happen is that they're gonna get better 
If they're good, the only thing that can happen is they're going to get worse. So just ride the wave, man. That's what you got to do. But my vibes are strong, and I'll tell you why, man. I will tell you why, Evan. We are joined by an icon, somebody from the West Coast that is so well-connected and well-respected. He's been in one of the top 10 all-time reggae rock bands, in my opinion, Seedless. He currently channels the energy of Bradley Noel through the medium of Burritos, a tribute band. He's on the board of Bradley's house. He has a podcast called Rise Up. He's a goddamn graphic designer. He's a freaking model for Cutlass Brand. He's the first reggae rock consultant. He's a motivator, a father, a friend, a man's man. He probably knows how to make sushi at home. I, I'm honored to introduce Casey Sullivan. Casey, how are you, man? Yo, what an, in- <laughs> what an intro, man. <laughs> yes. That was yeah. fantastic. I'm how you gl- doing? How you guys doing? And we are doing fantastic. And I'm glad you liked the intro, actually, Evan, I shouldn't speak for you, man. How are you doing? Go ahead. Oh, man, I'm doing great, JB. I, I love that intro. I don't make sushi at home, but I make a mean fried chicken sandwich. We actually call it uh, Fried Chicken Fridays around the neighborhood, and everybody comes over, and, and we do fried chicken. So uh, no sushi, but I do fried chicken. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You know, we have Taco Tuesdays. We got Fried Chicken Fridays. I like it. But you just seem <laughs> like the type of person that would know how to do something like that because <laughs> – you, you 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 know how to do so many things. You're, you're you're doing so much in the scene, and you've done so much, and you've seen so much, and that's why we're so stoked to have you on the podcast to drop some knowledge on our listeners and just tell your story a little bit. And I tell you what, man, a good place to start is right now, right here in this moment. So let us know, Casey, where you at? What do you have going on, man? You know, paint a picture for the people. Uh, right now, this day and age, uh, I'm currently living in Costa Mesa, California. Um, I got a wife and two kids. I got a, a day job I go and handle for the family. And um, I got a little studio at my house that I'm making music. And um, just trying to, you know, I, I was blessed with a lot of motivation to, uh, you know, try to try to achieve some big dreams since I was young. So I just try to, I try to just go for the gold and try to do something big in my life. So, you know. I've had a, I've had a long past of a, I've done a lot of stuff in my day, you know? So now I'm just like hanging with my family, doing the family thing and, and everything's good. Vibes are good, man. Yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> you talked about doing some big things. I mean, at this point you're playing with house money cause you've already done big things with what you've done with Seedless. <laughs> and you know, in the intro I said, you guys were one of the top 10 reggae rock bands of all time, but Shit, man. Leading up to this interview and listening to more and more Seedless, I might say top five, man. You guys put out some wow. amazing music. And, and you know, anyone that, that maybe – what was the last time you guys put out an album? Was that about 2016 in that range? Um, well, we put, out, um, we put out Twisted Roots, and that, that came out in 2010. Okay. Um, and that was our first full-length album. We had a couple small, like – EPs that we tried to put out just home home recordings that I recorded on like Cubase and just sounded like crap. So um, we ended up linking up with Lewis Richards uh, at 17th Street Studios. He's done um, the Dirty Heads, Slightly Stupid, um, Fortunate Youth and and whatnot. And he's a good homie of mine. But uh, we ended up linking with him in 2010 and, and put out a record. It got best re- reggae album of 2010 on, on iTunes. Yeah. Um, 
so that was crazy for us we were just some like hometown boys having fun you know and uh and ended up kind of picking up for us from there you know after we put out an album so uh we did that in 2010 and then um the orange album was put out from seedless in 2000 um 15 or 16. It was somewhere around there. Okay. All right. Well, so so let's just assume that maybe we have some listeners to the podcast that aren't familiar with their work. They they And, and certainly after this interview, they will be because they're going to go back and listen to it. Um, but let's just say they don't know. Talk, talk to the people. Man. Let people know. Seedless had some massive success. I mean, you just said it yourself, man. Number one reggae album of, you know, whatever, what, 2010 you guys also tour with some big acts and, and you guys have linked up and worked with some of the biggest names that are still putting out music today. Just, just go ahead, pound your chest a little bit, Casey, let the people know, man, how, how successful was seedless? I think people need to give you guys the respect you deserve. <laughs> right on. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, you know, we did a big show with revolution out in, um, in Arizona. And I think there was like maybe 10,000 people there for that show. And we were direct support. So we played for a, a huge crowd for that show. That was like, if anybody ever asked, like, what was the biggest show you ever played? I, I think that was probably the biggest one we ever did. But we did a full nationwide tour with um, with the Expendables. We did a nationwide tour with with Stick Figure and um, uh, Soja, Tribal Seeds. So you know, we were just in the right place at the right time for uh, supporting bands for the the bands that were really really hitting it big at that time. You know, and we were able to play before these bands and put it and do what we did. We, we kind of had a, a harder, a harder rock edge of the reggae sound. So we kind of, we would do like progressive rock uh, breakdowns and like crazy intros and whatnot. So, you know, we, we got <clears throat> kind of turned the heads of the fans that were just hanging out, smoking joints and, and drinking beers, waiting for the, for the headliner to come on, you know? So hmm. every time we'd come home from tour, we had a new pack of fans that were, you know, stoked on us. And, you know, so I, I really, I've always just said any band that's trying to make it just get out on tour and, and try to open for a, a band that's got a, a fan base that's similar for who you want to, you know, who you want to grab as your fan base, you know. So I learned, I had a really good time touring from like 2011 through through 14 with all those bands and nothing but love for all those guys. So you know we had we had a lot of success with touring. Um, we we definitely hit it pretty big in, in the Orange County market out in California. Um, we headlined probably one of the biggest venues out here multiple times, sold it out. Um, we got number one on K rock, which is like a world, world famous radio station, um, for two of our songs. Um, you know, a bunch of interviews and like OC weekly and, and stuff like that. So like we had a bunch of success, man. It was a crazy ride, you know, just coming from some kids that were started in our drummer's garage. Um, Shay is my best homies in sixth grade um him and his dad and his brother had a band that we would all just sit there and hang out and watch them watch them play and after they would finish me and shay would would jump on the instruments and start playing ourselves you know and that's kind of where we how we started and uh you know just coming from that to to what we were able to do was, was a, a great ride Dude, that's amazing that that is an amazing story and, and it's interesting something you touched on is how you guys would just go out there and and play shows in the markets of, of you'd open for essentially bands that had a similar demographic. And every time you'd walk away with, uh, with a new fan base. And it's funny, there's a lot of bands nowadays that, you know, maybe they won't take a show 
unless they, you know, have a certain guarantee or, or, you right, know, if they know right. they're going to get a certain poll, whereas your, your advice is like, Hey, go out, let your music be the proof and you will take fans with you. And that kind of ties exactly. into, exactly. I would say, yeah. I would say, get an, get an uncle to pay you that thousand bucks that you really <laughs> want and, uh, or uh, to sponsor your band and, uh, take a bunch of shows for free. That's going to get you some, you know, a big fan base. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's more beneficial than trying to, get all the money, you know, because that, that's not going to do much for you, but you know, opening for a big band, even if it's for free, that's going to get you to where you want to be as a musician. Yeah. You, it's funny. You, uh, just talking to you, Casey, you have a lot of wisdom. Uh, you have a lot of real life experience. You've taken a band, like you said, you know, just messing around the, in a, in a garage. Next thing you know, you're, you're playing these massive shows. So you've seen it, you've lived it, you've done it. So you have a lot of knowledge to offer, bands nowadays and so since you're so connected in the scene i got to imagine you 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 probably advise the homies every once in a while you you, maybe you've got bands that reach out to your for advice i mean you know you got to be dropping gems out there you do some kind of consulting almost you know as an advisor is that is that right is that kind of something you're getting into now or yeah definitely yeah um so now I'm, i'm managing two bands uh right now one is is crooked trees they've been around for a minute they, they had some success with, with some of their early music and they just put out a an album a couple months ago a new album so um <clears throat> i'm stepping in and helping them because they're local they're from they're from hollywood and they have great connections great music the uh the guys in the band are super super cool and easy to work with so um you know we linked up and i'm just i'm kind of helping them procure their their show and their music that's coming out soon and link them up in the right way. They're about to go out on tour with tomorrow's bad seeds and tunnel vision. So, um, you know, just helping them. We're getting all the, the van and merch in line and doing all that. And, um, you know, all the stuff that I just, I know like the back of my hand just cause I did it for so long. So I managed seed lists. I, you know, started us on MySpace, moved us over to Facebook, you know, and built fans kind of one by one. So I just kind of know, I know the scene, you know, I wasn't just a musician. I was actually the manager too, just because I didn't want to pay anyone else. And I didn't think anybody else could do it as good a job. So I just, you know, took, took it over. So, um, you know, I, I've got crooked trees that I'm helping out. And then also I play in a sublime tribute band, like you were saying, it's, it's called burritos. And, um, our, our saxophone player has a, a solo project. It's called a, his name's Adrian almost, but it's, it's probably the, the best sounding, I would call it a jam, uh, jam band, jazz, uh, funk music with a little reggae twist on it. So if you've heard of a band called like, called Lettuce or even just Grateful Dead or Fish, that type of music. And so it's kind of jammy and they put on a great show. Um, so I'm trying to get them into the, the jam music scene and um, they can fit in right, like opening for slightly stupider bands like that. So, um, you know, just working on both of their careers and trying to position them to where they can really you know, get some success out of how amazing they are as people and musicians. So, um, yeah, I, I actually forgot. I forgot where I was headed with that. But that's where I'm gonna end it. <laughs> that's all right, man. That was dope. That's that's cool to see what you're doing now, and and certainly those uh, those bands are lucky to have somebody like yourself on their roster, on their team, coaching them behind the bench. Man, that's that's pretty cool, dude. I I. Uh, I like it. And something you said too, you talked about MySpace, man. And that just, 
that immediately brought me back and that it, dated it, that dated me dude well i mean <laughs> listen we all let's say we all got a little busy on myspace back in the day right evan absolutely learn, learn code learn how to code exactly <laughs> but no it, it made me think of just how different things are nowadays man and the year 2020 dude i'm i'm curious from from your perspective as a man that's lived it you know that that, that you know came up in in you know what some people might say is the golden era of reggae rock in california like what do you see nowadays that's different in the scene how do you think things have evolved where do you think the scene's at nowadays i mean just just going from social media wise um what's different now is when you post about your band on your on your social media page like what five percent ten percent of those fans are actually going to see it so it's not like the days uh, when facebook first started and every single person would see our post and we'd post about a show and it would just get crazy amount of likes. And like, you know, it was really easy to get a lot of engagement on social media in, in that day. So now it's, it's oversaturated. There's a lot of bands um, that you have to pay for your marketing, you know? So it's a different, it's a different scene. Now you can't just use your, your marketing tactics to get people out of your show. You really have to shine as a musician these days. I think, I think it's a little different. Um, you got to stand out and be different. Um, and that day, you know, it, in, and I'll say that day, but I just mean like 2010, you know, um, <laughs> it was just, if you grinded and got out there and toured and, uh, and got yourself out there, it, it was, I, I felt like it was a great, a great time to really get a big fan base. It feels a little harder these days to me. Um, even as a manager, you know, I also manage burritos, the sublime tribute band, which really for some, for burritos, it really helped that we had a connection with the Noel family foundation. They helped us market, market yes. the band because we, we donate uh, funds from each show to their, to their foundation and, and help raise awareness. But um, even besides that, you know, I'd started that band from scratch from zero fans on on Instagram and it's at like 4,000 or something now. So it's just like seeing the difference in, in different tactics, what you could do then and what you have to do now. now you really have to be original and you got to have a plan. Like that, that's my biggest thing now is um, any band that I talk to, it's like, you got to have a plan and you got to see the plan through. You can't just fly off the seat of your pants anymore, you know? So that's what I, you know, putting it out to any bands that are listening, I would get together with the, with the band and, and figure out a plan of action and p- figure out your goals and where you want to be and then get it on paper and figure out like, how are we going to get there? Because just going out there and just jamming and touring, like, doesn't do it anymore you know so that's what i see the difference is it's not as easy anymore and you got to have a a set plan and you know you got to know what you're doing that's interesting man that's an interesting thought it's just how saturated the market is it's it's almost like there was a time where leveraging social media would immediately get you some shine but now everybody's doing that's like podcasting you know there's so many podcasts out there like you got to have some sort of a different angle um, and, and cause everyone's doing it it's yeah. so saturated. It's like music nowadays. So that's, uh, that's awesome advice. And actually, man, there's so many ways that we could take this conversation, Casey, but you, <laughs> you, you mentioned burritos and I, and I want to talk about that a little bit because that is so cool what you're doing there. So first let's let the people know what you guys do because there's, you know, there's, there's bad fish, uh, you know, the, sure. the, that, that yeah. is They're out there doing their thing, but you 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 guys have kind of your own thing going and and you mentioned that you know proceeds from the show go to 
uh, Bradley's house. They go to the Noel fan foundation. You're, you're very close with that family. And I, and I think I remember seeing an IG that you've actually, um, you know, played some music with Jacob Noel, which must have been like a, a, a trip. I could only imagine. Like, that, was, that was gnarly. <laughs> surreal. Was yeah, no, that so <laughs> for sure. So, so let the people know, you know, what that foundation is about, how it came about and kind of what you're doing with that, because I think it's, it's so cool. And we'd be doing a disservice to our listeners if we didn't take a little deep dive into that real quick. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm super blessed to be even uh, a part of anything that's going on with burritos and, and that foundation and their family. It's, it's kind of, it's really crazy how it kind of all came about, but it, um, I don't know, in a nutshell, I, um, with seedless, we used to play around Orange <laughs> County and, um, and one night we were playing and I got off stage and I shook, I, I shook a woman's hand and then and she said, Oh, great show. That was amazing. And I said, Oh, thank you so much. And she said, Oh, you really sounded like my, uh, you made, you reminded me of my brother. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, does, is he a musician? Wow. And she, she's like, yeah, it was uh, Bradley Knoll. Damn. And I'm like, I'm like the biggest sublime fan you'll ever meet. I know, I know the entire catalog back to front. Like since I was a kid, I was freaking out about sublime. That's why seedless started for me, you know, just cause sublimes the, the shit. So, you know, I, I'm, I meet his sister at our show and she tells me that I, you know, I reminded her so much of her brother. It just like was crazy to me. So, you know, we ended up just kind of becoming friends on, on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, she, she's kept coming to our shows and, um, I saw her post on Facebook one day that they're starting Bradley's house, which is a, a nonprofit treatment center for musicians struggling with opiate addiction specifically because of what happened to Brad and, and him passing away. They wanted to pay a service towards um, musicians struggling with the same problem. And um, Z-Man, which is Brad's good friend, is the him and Kelly Knoll are the, uh, the head of the foundation. So they started it together uh, along with Brad's dad, Jim. And, um, you know, I, I just saw her post on Facebook that they were trying to raise funds and excited to see where it's going type of thing. It was pretty vague. And I just wrote her and I just said, hey, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Um, I'll, I'll even put on a show and cover the tunes and donate the donate the, the proceeds from the show. I thought she'd be like, oh, cool, Casey, you know, I'll let you know um, type of thing. And she ended up seeming pretty excited about about it. And, you know, she's like, let's do it. Let's go. You know, I'm like, OK, OK, let's let's do it. <laughs> let's go for it. So um ended up calling Shay from Seedless, the drummer, right after I got off the phone with her and um, said, hey, dude, you want to play a Sublime Tribute show? And he's like, cool, awesome. And I had a couple other friends that I knew would be perfect for the for the band. And then we needed a bass player. And my wife is like a incredible musician. She's a, I would say, bluegrass folk singer, um, songwriter. And um, she ended up just becoming our bass player. We're like, we need a bass player. Oh, wow. And um katie was like i'll do it and we're like all right let's try it out let's see what happens and her and shay just locked in and sounded great on their first practice and she was like Doop! he was all excited so i could tell it was going to work so i ended up bringing my wife in on bass for um for that first show and um so throughout the process of booking and, and marketing this first show you know saying this is going to be a, a a nonprofit um fundraiser for for their for Bradley's house, um, Brad's son uh, Jacob's band Law um, said that they wanted to come and play also, which 
like blew my mind. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to play with Brad's son. And then Miguel, Miguel's band, Pero Bravo, and Miguel was the producer for Force of Blime, um, songwriter, sang a few of the songs that you thought Brad was singing, but it was actually Miguel. Yeah. Played a lot of the the guitar riffs on Sublime songs that you have no idea was him. So he's he was a big kind of mastermind behind the, the sound and production of, of Sublime. He ended up wanting to come, and, and they opened for Burritos that night. Um, Z-Man has a band. They opened for Burritos that night. Um, and then my good homie, Mike D, uh, Mike Dangerously from Long Beach. He's like a good, just a local Long Beach dude that knows everybody in the Sublime family also played. So it was just a crazy kind of like outrageous moment for me and, a, any, and any Sublime fan that was there that night because of like who, everyone that, w- that was on that stage, you know, before we played. So it was rad. And then we played a show and I was like freaking out that I was going to forget all the lyrics. I don't know why. Just there's so many <laughs> lyrics, you know. <laughs> And we, you know, it's like, yes. it's like, I'm like, do I need to, do I need to like take, take a speedball before we do this show so I can do it properly? <laughs> you know, like, so anyway, we ended up playing and, and the show went killer. The the vibe was like crazy in the room. I saw Brad's dad in the back and his family watching us. And, you know, it, it was like a surreal moment for sure. And, you know, we made a, a good amount of money that night, donated to the family and, um, they were stoked and they're like, you know, are you going to do it again? And we're like, sure, why not? So that's kind of when we decided that we were going to be a band. We just thought we were going to do one show. So that's where um, Burritos kind of started and became a band. And um, so now we play and a portion of the proceeds when we play, we donate to to Bradley's house. And their, their goal is to raise 750K so they can open this nonprofit treatment center and be able to help out help out struggling musicians. So they're just on their path to reaching that goal. So that's why we go out and we try to try to raise money and try to raise awareness. And now other bands have, have jumped on and have been doing the same thing, which is amazing. Audic Empire is really yes. awesome. They Audic, they yes. always try to do the, the, whatever they can to to promote the the Noel Foundation. Um, even Bad Fish has, has jumped on and they're starting to help out, which I think is really cool. You know, they didn't have to do anything like that. Um, but I, I know Badfish is doing their part now. And um, even uh, Mike Pino, there's just a bunch of other bands that are kind of getting in the same um, like lane as far as, you know, all of this music came from Brad, came from Brad, yes, exactly. in, my, in my opinion. I think yes, most of the, my most of the music that, that's in the genre came, came from Brad's mind yes. and, you know, became an influence on all of us. So uh, it's cool to see what everybody's giving back you know, and tunnel vision, a bunch of bands, they're, they're doing the same thing. So it's, it's just really cool to see, you know, from that first show to where it is now. And, you know, there's a lot of good things happening with, with that whole scene. Yes, dude. That's a, uh, man, that's, this, this is a surreal moment for me too, talking to you and, and, and understanding how connected you are with uh, the Noel family. And for me, just like you, man, I grew up on sublime sublime is the reason why I am the way that I am, dude, for better that's, or worse. That's sure. the reason why you are the way yes, you are. Yes, dude. If I didn't listen to Sublime <laughs> growing up, man, I, I who knows, man? I, maybe I'd be like a uh, like an astrophysicist. I'd be a nerd. I, you know, w- I wouldn't be as fun to hang out with. Put it that way. I wouldn't be as fun to drink with if I didn't listen to Sublime <laughs> growing up. Well, thank God you're drinking right now. <laughs> Thank, thank God. Thank, thank the good Lord. No, that's uh, that, that's that's amazing, man. That is just so awesome that that just kind of came about. I mean, that's that even just listening to you tell that story, it's like 
it was almost like it was written in stone, man. It was meant to be. It was it was manifested, and and uh, just thinking about that, man. So you you have seedless, right? And and, and burritos. You also have some solo music. It looks like you dabbled a little bit in in uh, the Casey Sullivan brand this last year and and put something out. Uh, let the people know, man. What 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 happened for you in twenty nineteen musically? What'd you uh, what'd you release? What'd you put out there in the world? Well, I ended up building a small just studio at my house um, after. I just, I, I love making music. That's what I've always done. And, you know, I, 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 can, I can't always get studio time or have the money to pay somebody else. So I ended up just making a small studio at my house. And I, I write music. I write like a song a day. I just have so much music in me. Most of it's shit, to be honest. You know, like I'll just come up with melodies, but they're always going through my, like my wife is like, are you ever going to put that thing down? You know, because I get home and I've got like three songs in my head on, on my way home. So I pick up the guitar, record it into my phone, and then figure out what was has anything cool in it you know so i'm just always i've always made music and i I, so i still have music in me right so um i I moved to san clemente which is like the same city where tonal vision lives it's like south orange county north uh san diego area and i would have this drive home where i'm just looking at a beautiful ocean coming home from work every day and uh i ended up just getting this song in my head on the way home um island in your mind because i'm like looking at catalina island i'm, I'm looking at the, at the beach every day and um i was going through you know just normal dad fatherly um you know trying to make enough money and trying to be there enough and, and try you know normal like dad stuff right and you know i i i don't know if you call it anxiety or depression or whatever but you know i was going through some shit so um I'm like trying to figure out how to get through this and I'm reading books and I'm, you know, trying to figure out what's a good solution to, to my problem. And I, you know, and I come up with this solution where it's like, no matter where I am, whatever's going on, there's an always an Island in your mind if you train it in the right way. So that's like the solution that I came up with. And I'm like, that would be a really good song, you know? So um, I just kind of worked, started working on melodies and, you know, came up with the hook and, um, hit up my hit up blue dog from 17th i'm like hey i got this song that i think's probably good enough to come and pay you to do <laughs> you know because i'm like I, i've got like hundreds of songs that I, they're not good enough to take anywhere so i'm like i think this one's probably good enough so ended up going down with lou and recording it and putting it out uh, as a solo artist and um you know it got up to like number number five or something like that on on reggae singles on on uh on itunes when when it was released so that was really cool but most of all i just I, i've talked to a few friends and fans and whatnot of seedless that have written me personally and said hey this helped me get through this and there was like a probably up like 20 people that have written me and i'm like that is that's what that's why i did that you know i feel like I, there was a reason why i wrote that song and you know 20 people said it changed their changed their day or whatever it did you know so I released one solo song in, in 2019. That was it. It's called Island in Your Mind. That was the song that you were playing when the podcast was starting. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, so I've been doing some solo music. Like I said, I just, I've always got new tunes in my head. So I figure why not keep doing it? And, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely am going to be putting out more music as the years go on. Um, it's definitely not the end of, you know, music coming for me. And I feel like it, 
it, it is getting better every day from what I'm learning. And, you know, I study up on songwriting skills and hooks and melodies and space in between words and whatever that, you know, has worked in the past for people. So, you know, I, I, I I'm excited to see where, where the songwriting, you know, thing takes me. Dude, that's awesome. Man, it's great to hear that you're even just writing songs every day. I mean, songwriting is such a fickle thing that when you stop doing it, it can be hard to get back into it. And I think with anything that you want to be passionate about, committing to doing something regularly is just huge. Totally. Casey, that's Evan, by the way. <laughs> hey, I, I thought Evan. I thought Evan went to sleep <laughs> for a little bit, but your your fire and passion woke me back up, Casey. Yes, you started talking about songwriting, and Evan started thinking about bars, dude. Spitting bars. No, but sorry, I didn't mean to take away from your question, man. I, no, I don't yeah, even. That, I don't even know where I was going now. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think you were talking about taking a break from songwriting and coming back and kind of. Yeah, I'm sure maybe you were wondering if there was any challenges in that, maybe returning to music. Evan's yeah. in a band too, Casey. We should let you know. Evan is a, a very similar to you, he's a very creative individual. He's a awesome. He's a well, what band's that, Evan? Shout uh playing a band called Happy Just to See You. It's Happy not, just to see it's you. not okay. a reggae rock band. actually it's 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 interesting. So um, Mark, Mark, Mark LeMay, uh, co-owner of Reggae 360 and founder of Reggae 360. And I go way back and I go way back with Evan too. And, and Mark and I are very passionate about reggae rock music. And, and Evan is a passionate musician and just human being in general. Um, but reggae rock was not his genre, but he is very good when it comes to like audio stuff and recording and he's just the homie dude so we started doing this podcast and i think evan is it fair to say you've officially become a reggae rock fan i mean i've been listening to every reggae rock release for the past year so yes dude <laughs> I'm, I'm all in all right What's that? so 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 as a fan as an outsider's point of view what would you say is one of your top uh favorite reggae bands that you discovered through this i gotta say it'd probably be the elevators Yes. Love Dude, guys. that's that's crazy to hear. That was my favorite album of last year, and yes. I'm just gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it right here and let it be known that if it wasn't for the Elevators album, uh, "Live by the Day," was that was was it called that? That's I feel like that's a, that's a lyric. I know that's definitely a lyric. I can hear it in my head. Uh, Live by the anyway, day. Anyway, their latest release. Um, if it wasn't for that album, I definitely would not have written "Island in Your Mind." That song. Um, I got a lot of influence from that album. That that. That album just was crazy for me. I'm like, thank, thank God. I, I hadn't heard anything like that for a long time. Yes, so, dude. D- dude. Big, up, big up to Jackson. Jackson's his name, right? Yeah, dude. The singer? Yeah. So I think they're super dope. So I, I agree with you on that, man. Jackson Weatherby. Yes. That's, dude. Yes, dude. So this is, this is a beautiful moment in history. All right. <laughs> this is the unification of East Coast and West Coast. Dude, the elevators, right. dude, they're they're from Massachusetts, not too far from Boston, man. We're up in New Hampshire, but we call it the same thing. We're New England, all right? right. I know the Patriots yeah. lost, but that's all right. But we're from New England, you're from California, and we are uniting, dude. I love it, dude. Yes, the elevators are sick, and that's so cool to hear them. The the fact that they influenced you, man, that's that's wild, dude. That my mind's blown right now. That's dude, that's I, wild. I've got I've got my ear and my eye on the East Coast. Um, who else? Who else? Past, who, past, who past else? Couple years. I mean, Bumpin' Uglies is fantastic. Mm. Um, yes. 
I mean, dude, even like article sound system and bands from Florida that are just, uh, I just really, I really think that the East coast is putting out a lot of, you know, quote unquote fire that, you know, I love the West coast. I love a lot, all the bands that are, that are out of here. But I think as far as the progression of reggae and the sound, I got to give it up to the East coast in the past couple of years. I think they're, you guys are dropping the, uh, you know, inspiring dope shit. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've always loved Pacifier, and I've always loved—I I love the East Coast down, man. So I'm just yeah. gonna let it be known. <laughs> Dude, respect, man, respect. I mean, the East Coast is doing it, man. We got Joe Sambo out here. We got yeah. of good nature, man. We got the movement, man. You said Article the Sound movement. System, dude, cashed out, uh, man. Cashed, it's just uh, and yeah. and real quick before I move on, <laughs> cashed cashed out um, got me back into songwriting. I had taken two years off, but uh, I heard the the hookup, and um, I'm like, wow somebody's actually making like pop inspired reggae that's like really dope again mm-hmm. and um so it went from cashed out in the elevators uh, I, big ups to both of them because they got me riding again dude that's dope and from an east coast perspective man i think honestly i think there's a new wave of of west coast artists i mean since he trails through the roots for sure you know then for but sure. then you also have bands like you mentioned earlier Autic empire from from texas third coast roots they're from texas you know we've got tropidelic from from ohio you know like maryland yeah it's killing like we've got all these pockets of reggae rock music and like you said man it it all traces back to bradley noel but it also traces back to you casey as somebody that helped grow that scene so it's just amazing to see where we're at right now (laughs) and thanks to you man you you you're still doing it even to this day man You're, you're still you're still pushing, and, and uh, the fact that you just said, man, it's not the end of you putting out new music, man. It might be the beginning. Who knows what's coming next, man, and, and we need it. The people need it. So uh, from the East Coast, I can speak for everybody on the East Coast and the Midwest. Thank you. I'll say thank you to all, from all of us to you. Thank you, Casey. What about- you, are, you, are very, you are very welcome. <laughs> you, you definitely made made my century um, with, this po- with this podcast, yes, man. Yes, you know? dude. So Likewise. thank you so much. JB, what about the people in the middle of the country? Now Do you we not care about bitch. them at all? <laughs> no. No. Well, okay. So, yes. Project 432 in Colorado and Chopadelic in Ohio. Anything in the middle of that? Oh, well, 77 Jefferson and Zach. Josh, Muf- Josh Hendricks. Yes. Okay. So now, shit. Yeah. No, we, no, we count the people in the Midwest. John Wayne. Yes, obviously, no, dude, obviously, man. man, we got reggae rock music everywhere. <laughs> man, it's thriving. I Let me ask you this, man. It, it's a thriving scene in the fact that we have so many creative people. But at the same time, man, like you look at other genres like like rap music, man, you look at SoundCloud and, and the numbers, dude, the number of followers, they're in the millions and there's just money being thrown around. But like. Reggae rock, it, it, I don't want to call it a niche genre because I don't want to disrespect it, but it's not a genre that's, you know, doing stupid big numbers. It's not like, you know, we're not getting played on on the radio unless you have Sirius and you're listening to the joint, uh, right. you know. But, like, what do you think – like, how do you see that? Do you do you see, like, that we're at our ceiling and we just are kind of – we're kind of going to do our thing over here? Or do you think there's, like, we could get bigger, we could become bigger and, like – Hit those big numbers. No, it's gonna it's gonna get bigger. I know it's gonna get bigger. I think the world is moving to a more fear based um, fear based life. 
And yes. I, I think reggae is a, is a healer and, and it's a solution for that, for, you know, where our, not even our country, but just the world is heading. So I don't think reggae is going anywhere. And I, I only see it getting bigger. Um, I, I see it kind of like the ska wave that happened in the nineties. We're just at the brink of it actually going mainstream. Um, I think Cali roots is going to need a bigger, a bigger venue <laughs> pretty soon. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've been, I, I made the flyer for the first year of the Cali Roots and I've been there, you know, most of the years and uh, just to see where it came from one stage and now you can't even like move in on the main stage anymore. Um, it's just crazy to see where, where, what, what's happened with that and what Jeff Monzer and, um, and Dan Sheehan have done with, with that niche up there in, in NorCal is just, is rad. And I know it's not the, it's not the cap. Like uh, the only cap is the walls in Cali roots. Like that needs to be three times the size and be <sighs> like a Coachella. And you know, it, it's going to happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I believe it, man. That's, that's cool to hear you. you man, dude, you, you're so right. When you talk about how it, it's becoming kind of a, a, a fear based society, man, that's like not to get too deep. I don't want to get too deep on this podcast, but like, you're, you're right in the sense that society is moving in one direction that is making me in the in the core of my essence uncomfortable. And at the same time, we've got, you know, music and this medium to heal and, and spread, you know, the message, the the, the truth. And, and you talked about the song that you put out last year, man, and, and how that helped so many people. I truly believe reggae rock music is the answer. At least it's the answer for me. God damn it. Exactly, and, man. Yeah, no, you, you hit yeah. it on the money. I don't yeah. think it's just because it's a cool sound, like like trap music is why that got big. I think it's just it's getting bigger because it's actually healing people and actually mm -hmm. helping people. Like like you know, on the way to work, if I want to feel good and pump myself up, I'll either listen to a podcast, like and I've listened to the, the for the vibes podcast a lot because I dope. I learn a lot from yes. listening to all the artists that you guys yes. have interviewed, or I'll listen to a good reggae song, you know, and it's like yeah. that's real. That's not me like trying to support somebody you know i'm like literally makes me feel good you know and um you know and i've learned a lot from from your guys podcast specifically so I keep doing that. what you're doing and i think it's mad dope dude that's man that's that's amazing man this is just a big love fest dude i love it but on that note too i listen to your podcast to get amped up and to get some perspective for the day and we would not be doing our listeners justice if we didn't shout out your podcast and tell them where to find it and tell them what it's about. Speak on that right real on. quick. Right on. Yeah, it's called the Rise Up Podcast. Uh, you can get it on any of those, you know, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And there's also a Facebook group. It's up to like 1,700 now. Wow. Um, so it's That's called the, the Rise Up Podcast. And it's just a bunch of homies that want to, you know, be support supportive of each other and uh, drop inspirational quotes and, you know, whatnot. But, you know, the episodes on the, on the Rise Up podcast are short. They're like bite-sized, little minute-long snips of stuff yeah. that I put together um, for solutions to my own problems, and hopefully they'll help other people. You know, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> it's just coming up with with life hacks and, and stuff that's just going to make your day better and make you get out of your head and you know make you enjoy what you're currently in right now instead of seeking and and needing you know things that are in the future or things that are out of your control. So it's just like. You know, kind of like I said, kind of self-help stuff that I've learned. I, I'm an avid reader, so I read a lot, and you know, whatever I learn, um, I try to share it. That, that's that's so cool, man. Actually, I was listening to one of your episodes today, and you uh, 
you said something about like the inner dialogue that we all have throughout the day where we're kind of like constantly judging what we're doing or thinking. And you said something like, what would happen if you went through the whole day without talking to yourself, like without, you know, just like constantly being in the moment and without like, you know, having that internal right. dialogue and just living. And that shit right. hit me, dude. I was like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, tor- we torture ourselves, man. You yeah. know, like we're, we're all wired to, judge ourselves and, and uh, overthink and you know and not, that's not everyone but i think a lot of people are heading that way just because of how our society is and whatnot yeah. but um you i know, read somewhere we, we that not everyone has an could, inner we, dialogue and i think that's right. interesting do you have one i yeah. do all the fucking time i never shut up inside are you judging yourself right now for not asking as many questions as you could have on this interview no, because I'm not a negative person, JB, but I feel like you're judging me right now. <laughs> you're right. Damn, you called me out. I'm sorry. I take that back. You know what? You bringing up what you just brought up was just the perfect time. You were just waiting for the perfect time. You just slid it right in, dude. So I appreciate that. He's um, a silent killer, man. Silent dude, killer. Yes. Evan. You called it. You called it the silent killer, dude. I love it. Um, but yeah, man, not to detract from what we were talking about, dude. Your, your, uh, your podcast is very inspirational. You're very inspirational. What you're doing, um, in the scene today is, is amazing. You know, you, you, you seem like you've got it on lock, dude, husband, father, uh, you know, bringing home the bacon, staying connected with the scene, helping other bands, you know, still creating, putting out music, you know, (laughs) the podcast, man, doing things like this conversation right now, shouting out the East coast, man. You just seem like, Man, such a such a that's awesome, dude, Casey. I don't know what else to tell you, man. You know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm thanks, stoked, JB. Dude. Yeah, absolutely, man, man, dude. I appreciate I appreciate that a lot. Thank we'll you so we'll much. put air in your tires, dude. We'll pump your tires, dude, all day. Absolutely. Well, I need I need I need the air in the tires. I'm in my car right now because if I, if I was at my house, my my kids would be screaming for uh, for me. So uh, I hopped in the car and drove around the corner. So that's where I'm at. I'm sitting in my sitting in my Rav4 right now. <laughs> nice dude all right all right well i tell you what man we we have learned a lot in this episode and you know we've got a little segment called rapid fire that i want to jump into but before before we do that i i, I just i want to ask and, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording this podcast fans of seedless fans of your music you teased us earlier in this conversation you said that you're not done putting out new music i know you, you said that you were friends since way back with members of uh, of seedless and, and and things are things are good you gotta answer this question do we live in a world where we could potentially possibly maybe see in some form or fashion at some point in the future possibly see some new seedless music we live in that world. Yes, we dude. live. <laughs> we live in that world. That, that's all I want to say because uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak anything that that's um, you know may okay. not happen. But okay. All I know is that I'm talking. I'm talking with a few members, and uh, I wrote a song the other day. I sent it to the members, and we're all hyped on it, and we're gonna start producing it. So um, you know, that's like that's where we're at right now, and. You know, hopefully we can just have some fun and put out some dope tunes and, Absolutely. you know, 
keep keep it rolling. Well, hell, man! If there's anything Reggae 360 can do, let us know, man. That's that's hey, that would I will. be I will, that would I'll be a dream you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, let's get this man out of his rap four and back into his house. And by doing that, man, we just have to jump through a little session called Rapid Fire. Basically, we're going to throw a phrase or a word out there and you just give us the first thing that comes to mind. Sounds good. All right, Evan, you want to lead us off? First phrase, East Coast Reggae. Fire. Ooh, fire, baby. Fire, I like it. Fire, man. Fire for fire, man. All right, uh, next word. And you can you can say pass too if you don't if you don't even want to get into it. Uh, next okay. word, cannabis. Love it. <laughs> Love it. All right. All right. Next one, selling out. Um, inevitable. Interesting. <laughs> I was very curious to hear your what you would say to that because you seem like somebody that's very genuine to the music but also somebody that has the mindset of like business and growth and marketing and 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 there's like this weird concept of selling out but it's not even it doesn't even seem real in this current i, I don't know i was just curious to hear your reaction to that inevitable no, yeah, no, it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen sooner or later if you want to continue to be a musician huh okay all right all right um next one dad life Blessing. Blessing. I like it. Ev, what you got? Favorite tattoo. Ooh. Um, on myself? Whatever so comes to mind. <laughs> on Evan. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I, got, I, I got my son's name on, on, my, on my neck, the back of my neck. Uh, so I, I would say my son's name on my neck. Dope. Uh, next one. Avocado. Fire. Fire. Fire, dude. I had an avocado for breakfast this morning. I put sriracha and Himalayan pink sea salt on it. Uh, and shouts out, fire. shouts out uh, <laughs> Cali Conscious. Cause Dope. Yeah, <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah, dude. They're, uh, they're, they're sick. They were actually one of the very uh, first episodes we had so shouts out Kelly Conscious. Nice. Justin's the homie. Oh, he's the man. He is the freaking man. Evan, last one. And this is the most important one. Last this is the one. Oh, most controversial. Controversial? Controversial. One. Say it slow. Controversial. Not in that I won't voice. do that ever oh, again. That was uncomfortable. Um, let's just go for it. Reggae yeah. 360. Game changer. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Listen, you know, I've worked in corporate America for some time, and I know when I hear the phrase game changer, <laughs> that's that means. Well, you, well, you guys are doing the, the album, uh, the album fights right now, and that's yes. a game changer. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you're, you're changing the game. And um, I mean, game changer as in future tense. So um, it's going down. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, album of the year contest is going strong right now. By the time you people are listening to this, there's some tough matchups. And, you know, we, we never intended them to be tough, but there were 
so much good music that came out. And you know what? It's getting people exposed to new music, getting people talking. There's some controversy. There's differing yeah. opinions. There's some tough decisions to be made. It's dope, like man. We said, like, yeah. like we said on the phone earlier, you know, it's like you're, if you don't have a couple haters, you're not, you're not doing anything. So, you know, you better better get used to the haters because uh, they're everywhere, you know. And if you, if you don't have two haters, then you don't have 100 fans. Yes, dude. Oh, man. Let's just do a double episode. Let's just talk to Casey for another hour. What do you think, Evan? I'm in. <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately, Casey, I- I'm sure you have things to do tonight. So um, we're going to say, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for uh, blessing us with some with your knowledge, with your wisdom, with your story. It's a hell of a story, man. And, you know, from, from my end to your end, man, just keep it up. Keep creating uh, you know, keep keep the vibe strong and you know, just man, just much love, man. Much love and appreciation and respect and admiration. Uh, JB, JB, it's been nothing but a pleasure. Evan, you're the man. Thank you guys so much. Silent killer, yeah, Evan. Yeah, really, really, <laughs> the silent killer. And um, you know, if you if you want to continue this, um uh slot me in for the first episode on 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 uh season three or whatever you call it. Yes, it's happening. Get me in on that. I I would be, I would be excited. You heard it here first. I love it, man. Thank you so much. Bless up Casey. You're the man. And we will talk to you soon, brother. Take care. That sounds great. You guys have a great night. Yes, sir. Peace. Take it easy. Peace. conversation with our brother KCP Sullivan out there on the west coast man as the east coast kid actually I can't even say that man I grew up in the midwest 
I've been to the West Coast. I've been living on the East Coast for a little bit. I got to say, uh, that was cool. You know, getting the, getting a true perspective of a Cali legend on, you know, the scene today, what what the East Coast is doing, what the future holds. I mean, that was dope, Evan. What'd you think? Man, I thought it was a great conversation. Um, love talking to him. Not that I talked a lot, which you love to mention on that one. Man, for the people listening, I have the flu. I'm not doing great. JB is just a terrible person to me all the time. And if someone could free me from him, I would appreciate that. Uh, but Casey Sullivan, great guy. Um, awesome conversation. Love listening to him. Well, Evan, I, I will say, man, you uh, you said you're not doing great. I disagree with you. I think you are doing great as a person in life in general. As I know you as a man. I think you're just crushing life in your own way, and you're just fighting life's battles. And you know what? Well, you got a test thrown at you with this flu and having to work a long day, and the fact that it's 12.03 in the morning, and you got to work tomorrow, and so do I, and we're still doing a podcast, dude. It's motivational. So thank you for that, man. Appreciate you, Evan. What else is going on with us right now, JB? Well, well, that's a good question, man. So the second half of this podcast, we review new music that dropped the previous Friday. If everything goes to plan, you will be hearing this on a Friday, okay? Because it got pushed back because Evan got sick because his immune system is weak. Haters. <laughs> We're not going to go in there. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. But, uh, yeah, you should be hearing this on a Friday. There is new music dropping today. We will not be talking about that on this podcast because it is 12.04 in the morning. We will be talking about music that drops today next week. We're also going to have some pretty cool things going on next week, but I'm just going to tease you leave it at that. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to talk about music that dropped last week, talk about some things going on in the scene, positive thought of the week, bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm going home, and that's what we're doing. Evan. Couple yeah. of songs dropped last week. Fire songs, fire them up. Play that shit. Song one is "Downtown Dub" by Capistrano. vibe capistrano you know what's interesting 
I had never heard of Capistrano before. And I had a, a this like feeling of like, like I felt like I had missed out on something. Like, damn, JB, why don't you know Capistrano? The song's tight. Song's tight. Why don't you know Capistrano? Evan, why don't you know Capistrano? Man, this is, I think this is their first song. Am I right? Am I wrong? It's the only one on Spotify. <laughs> You're spot on, dude. And that's exactly why I didn't know who Capistrano was because this is their premier debut single that just dropped downtown dub. They've got 225 followers on Instagram in this moment. Let's get that up, people. Capistrano dub C-A-P-I-S-T-R-A-N-O-D-U-B. Capistrano dub. I will tell you, my first impressions is, I mean, the dub... Part of that is deserved because they have that dub vibe, that dub feeling, that flow, that essence that I just love in reggae rock music and that voice. Man, when you hear a band that has a, a unique, defined voice, that thing can go a long way. And I tell you what, it went a long way with me today when I listened to that. I was vibing out. So, shouts out Capistrano Dub. That was a, a great introduction. Downtown Dub. It makes me want to go downtown right now. Let's go, Evan. Thirsty let's, Moose. What's up? Let's go. Nah, nah. We don't need to nah, do a podcast. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Capistrano, thank you for making me feel some kind of way. I appreciate you for that. And Evan, that's a good start, man. On a scale from ten to ten, where would you where would you put that? Oh, ten. Ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Listen. I'm Evan. listening. <laughs> Listen, that's vibration that's the essence okay that you're listening to now fill that space with something else something else we've got lay low by dan busby Low. Hey. Lay low. 
Vibes. That's not my vibes. Man. Anything with big, big bass gets me excited. I Dude. just vibe to that, drive to that. Man, I might be playing that song on repeat tomorrow, dude. That is, that's a wave, dude. Catch it, man. Dan Busby, what a song, dude. Man, that's like, that describes my mentality 65% of the time. You just gotta lay low, dude. Evan, you're a big lay low kind of guy. What makes you say that? I don't know, man. I mean, you just, you know... You're just that kind of guy, man. You just stay in your own lane, man. You just do your thing, dude. You're laid back, kicked back, mind your own business, stay in your lane, kind of like Marshawn Lynch. I just get that energy from you, man. And I feel like Dan Busby encapsulated that energy in this (laughs) amazing ballad of energy that he just delivered upon to us. And I'm very grateful for that. So thank you, Dan Busby. And everyone listening, check that song out. You know what, dude? Two songs that I'm not terribly familiar with the artist. Number one, because it was a premiere. Number two, because I'm just now at this point in my life being put on to Dan Busby. And damn it, I'm grateful for that because he's got some other bangers out there. And this was, uh, you know, certainly one of the top ones. So uh, check out Dan Busby and... And you know what, man? Let's let's uh, let's keep this thing moving. Those were the only two songs on my radar that came out, which is crazy. Two songs. Crazy. Where's the music at? Where's the music at? I tell you what, it's coming out today, which means we're going to be reviewing it Sunday for the hopefully. next episode. For the next episode and dropping it hopefully Wednesday. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hope. Is the last thing you lose, Evan. Don't forget that. What's the um, first thing you lose? <laughs> your pride. <laughs> oh. Your uh, your pride is the first thing you lose. They break you down, Evan. But I tell you what, man. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Okay? Okay. Anyways, man. We got some things to look forward to coming up, man. We've got Mike Pinto teasing us on Instagram that he's... Got a new song dropping on the 31st called Come a Long Way. And I feel like my prayers have been answered. Mike Pinto is the man. And new new Mike Pinto music. Oh, dude, that is a freaking tidal wave, dude. I can't wait to catch that and see what's up there. Also, Scentsy Trails, man, they're dropping an album. It's called Celebration. Scentsy Trails is dropping an album. Evan, I wanted a bigger reaction from you there, man. That's huge. Oh, I'm sorry. Me literally like pumping my fist at you silently. That that wasn't good enough. I was getting excited, but not on the mic because you were talking. No, don't do speaking. it silently. Do it with some with some more uh, volume. More volume. Yeah. Sensi Trails new album coming. <laughs> we're excited. Correct. Um, also, article sound, dude. This is big. They're dropping an EP with Sugar Shack this Friday, aka today. Although I don't know when you're fucking listening to this. But anyways, Article Sound and Sugar Shack teaming up. First of all, that's a match made in heaven. They're both from Florida. Article Sound, I mean, you heard Casey shout them out. They're doing big things. Their lead singer, Logan, is just amazing. She's just magical. That band is so talented. And they're, they're coming with such a unique sound. Uh, to team up with Sugar Shack and to drop some live, some acoustic I don't know if it's acoustic. It's live. I know that for sure, but it is dope. So definitely check that out. 
Um, also, Sideways. Sound of Law Records. Sideways. They're dropping a new single called Are You Down? And that's going to wrap up the singles that they're putting out. And they're going to tie that up, button it up with a nice little EP. So let me ask you, Evan, are you down? Oh, I'm down. Cool. All right. Uh, also, the Irie Band is dropping an EP. Uh, so look out for the Irie Band. <coughs> and look out for another episode of For the Vibe is coming at you real quick because we're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to drop it tomorrow, hopefully, if everything goes right. And we're going to do another one on Sunday with some real special things happening. So stay tuned. Anyways, we got to go. We're out of here. But before we leave, quick positive thought of the week. Evan, shoot it from the hip, baby. What you got? Shooting from the hip. Uh, positive thought of the week. I appreciate sunsets. They're very nice. You know, you don't have to wake up early for a sunset. You don't have to go to bed late. It's just there and it's beautiful. And every once in a while, you just look up and you're just like, wow, that's awesome. It doesn't matter where you live. Sunsets are accessible to everyone. So pretty cool. Unless you're in jail. Or blind. Oof. Yeah, sorry. Damn. Ruin you. It's the whole thing about Flint, Michigan. Never mind. We're not going to go there. Not going to go there. Uh, um, You're right. That was huge. And shouts out Reggae Sunsets. If you have mm. access to Instagram or the internet, uh, search Reggae Sunsets and you're welcome. Because that is uh, probably one of the dopest IG pages out there. So, shouts out. Reggae sunsets. Um, my positive thought of the week, again, shooting from the hip, uh, spirit animals. Spirit animals. I'm big into uh, manifesting consciousness, just you know, a higher plane of thought. And, and I really feel like e- each and every one of us has the energy that you can trace back to a spirit animal, kind of like that movie Fight Club. Man, you might look inside yourself and find a penguin. I don't know. Whatever you find is cool. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm big in tune with that energy and kind of the mindset of how you go about your day and the type of person you are might depend on the spirit animal that you identify with. So, Evan, on that note, Evan, what is your spirit animal, dude? My spirit animal. Polar sea bear. otter. Oh, sea otter. <laughs> What'd you say, dude? I said, but polar bear, dude, man. I'm definitely polar bear. <laughs> I would have said, man, you're more like a dude. You're not a sea otter. I was just obviously. You said my spirit, not my body type. <laughs> No, dude, I would have said you're you're more like a honestly, dude. Honestly, you really want to know? Aren't bears and otters euphemisms for like, <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, alternative lifestyles? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, there's some repressed stuff going on in between us right now, and well, I don't like it. I don't know what that means, and you make me uncomfortable. Um, but you're definitely not a polar bear. <laughs> You're a step above an otter. I'd probably put you at like a... Damn, dude. Maybe... Dude, you're you're kind of like a... You're a hawk. That's what you are. You're a hawk. Wow. A hawk. That was my third favorite animal in third grade. What was number one and two? A polar bear and wolves. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Anyways, my spirit animal... <laughs> 
<laughs> Aside from a polar bear, because I'm fucking big and white and, you know, I like to hunt uh, deals. I'm a salesman. Uh, I'm an orca whale, dude. I feel like a killer whale, man. It's just like, dude, they're just so badass, dude. They're just like, they have this energy about them, Evan, that I identify with in some way. And I don't know how, man. Maybe it's impossible to put into words but i just want you listeners to think about your spirit animal and take that shit with you and attack the day you know evan's an otter he's gonna build a dam you know i'm a polar bear i'm gonna go fucking hunt i'm gonna get after it i don't care if my ice is melting fuck global warming i'm gonna get it all right man evan have we done enough do you want more? Do you, do you want more from me, dude? I want more from you, but I don't think you have more for me. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. That's a wrap, dude. That's it. People must love. Come back next week for more of the same. Peace.